Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is a clip intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. The current focus is on seasons and process to go, particularly on seasons for now. And we're learning here to trust and submit totally to his will on a daily basis. And with these things, nobody's an expert on seasons or processes, right? No one is. So it's important that we lean in and learn from the one who knows, who is the Holy Spirit. Which is why I am thankful that the episodes you listen to on Dora Speaks are inspired by him. I am just a vessel that he's using and I'm grateful to be used as a vessel for his particular purpose. So please let's learn together. Over the last days, we have been discussing Joseph non-stop, but today we are going to continue what we said yesterday, guilt, condemnation, um, shame. And I'm speaking from the aspect and from the, the lens of Joseph's brothers. You know, when they saw Joseph when he was in Egypt and he was the prime minister of Egypt. So I'm going to quickly read the same scripture I read yesterday. And I'm going to now discuss the points and continue the discussion for today. So I'll be reading from Genesis 42 verses 13 to 23. And then I will go to verses 31 as well. And I also um, encourage you to read it, the Bible as well. There's something that comes out when you're reading the Bible yourself and not listening to someone say it to you. It's very important. So I quickly read. But they replied, Your servants were tall brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father, and the one is no more. Joseph said to them, It is just as I told you, you are spies, and this is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of your numbers to get your brother. The rest of you will be kept in prison, so that your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. If you are not, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And he put them in the custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in prison, while the rest of you go and take grain back to your starving household. But you must bring your youngest brother to me so that your words may be verified and that you may not die. This they proceeded to do so. They said to one another, Surely we are being punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen. That's why this distress has come upon us. Condemnation. Continue. Verse 22, Reuben replied, Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? But you wouldn't listen. Now we must give an account for his blood. They did not realize that Joseph could understand them since he was using an interpreter. Then I go straight to verse 31. But we said to them, We are honest men. We are not spies. We were twelve brothers, son of one father. One is no more, and the youngest is now with our father in Canaan. So you see here, this is where Joseph meets, you know, his brothers after they sold him to the Midianites, 10 to 12 years after that incident. And we see how these brothers react and act towards him. I just pray that the Holy Spirit just gives me utterance to really 
speak through the message put on my hand the way he wants it to be delivered in jesus name amen and so yesterday we started discussing guilt and i have some points i might say which i will go through as well and yesterday we discussed condemnation what condemnation is and how difficult it is and we used joseph as as examples you know this happened 12 years after the incident and yet they were tying them being thrown into prison to them almost killing their brother nothing related to the incident but because of the guilt the condemnation they had faced for several years they brought it up and here we could see that joseph heard them because he was an israeli as well I also discuss how the devil manipulates us in such things. The devil tries to bring up those thoughts and, and makes you think, oh my God, you have done the worst thing and you ought to be condemned for it. So the devil tries to make you and push you to really condemn yourself because he wants to make you think that by condemning yourself, you are doing the right thing, but it's a lie. And so I want to describe here the difference between condemnation and conviction. So, you know, just to provide clarity on conviction, and let me read what Google says about conviction and then I'll go into my example. It said a strong persuasion or belief. But essentially what I have here is that when we are tempted in any way or any form, right? Any form of temptation, the Holy Spirit give us a nudge. I will call it like a nudge. There's something that is stopping you. There's something that is is challenging you not to do something. It's a nudge, you know, saying don't do this thing. It's a thing you just know. And in many cases, you remind you of the Bible, remind you of, oh, if you're about to lie, you say, well, the Bible says that should not lie. Or if you're about to steal, we remind you of the Bible and probably you should not do that, right? But then it's a reminder. And then when, you know, we now go ahead and do it, then we feel convicted. We're like, oh, that's true. The Holy Spirit said I should not do it too. And then you feel a feel of conviction. Oh, I should not have done this. You know, you feel a bit of remorse. But the problem is that when people get to that point of conviction they can just go can just wallow down into condemnation without them even knowing because that same thing of lying or maybe doing something they know how to do or you know in this case selling their brother right so many things it begins to build up like, oh my god oh my god i've done this and the devil now begins to amplify what you have done in mightier ways because he wants to get to the point whereby you feel so condemned that you don't want to even do anything for you don't want to even do life that's his aim his aim is to destroy so that's the difference conviction will come when the Holy Spirit is giving a nod or something and it might not be him saying don't do this or don't do that not that it, it's a sin but perhaps you know he's leading you and giving you instructions to obey and those instructions say don't do this don't do that you will know you will sense it's something in your heart you get like a a nudge mm, this is what the host is asking me to do or it's what was not asking me to do but then that is just him telling you what to do when you never don't do it and then he convicts you about it you feel oh my god oh that's true the host said it to me and you feel a bit you know convicted but then it ends there once you say god i'm sorry it's gone god's mercy is renewed every single day was for condemnation it wallows it's like you are going down into a well that's never ending literally you just keep getting pumped with these thoughts from the devil continuously like you just keep going down and down and down to a never ending well i'm here to say come out of that well it's time come out and so here i want to just quickly discuss you know 
what you should do when you feel condemned. There are many processes and many ways of what to do, but I'm just going to share a few point pointers here. Please read more about it and all that. But I want you to remember a scripture in the Bible, and it is Romans 8 verses 1. I read it yesterday, but I feel like it's so important to read it again because there may be people that may not truly understand that they ought not to be condemned. And it says, for now, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. Once you are in Christ, there is no condemnation. I'm repeating it because I want it to really sink in. There is no condemnation. God is not condemning you. That thought that's condemning is not from God. You may think, oh, I'm being accountable. You know, I shouldn't have done that. But I'm telling you that when it gets condemnation, it is not from God. God will convict, but he will not condemn. They are two different things. So you may think, oh, well, I deserved it. God is saying that he's so merciful that he doesn't give you what you deserve. If God will give us what we deserve on earth, we can't even stand. Body can't stand. Okay? So just remember the scripture, Romans 8 verses 1. For there is no condemnation in those that are Christ Jesus. It's so important. And God is merciful. And you see, Joseph's brothers, they still went on to become who God had called them to be. Their whole generations were tribes in Israel. And the strongest was Judah. <laughs> was probably that sold Joseph out. You know, God is that merciful. Because you think, oh, well, that means, you know, God will destroy the generation. No, God is too merciful. And he sees. He sees what David is doing. Pumping your thoughts, pumping thoughts. And they will pump, pump thoughts. So you don't even know what you're thinking anymore. You're not going to do it. And then after you do, you say, yes, you see. You just turn around and start laughing at you. That's devil. His aim is just to destroy. And we will not let him. And so I said here that, have you forgotten about the cross? You see, here was the Old Testament. Thank God for the law. But thank God more for the cross. The cross of Calvary. Where Jesus washed and cleansed us from all our sins. We have that cross. Whenever we feel condemned, whenever we feel guilty, we have the cross. Say, God, I'm sorry. God, help me. Forgive me for my sins. And it is over. Because every single day, his mercy is renewed every single morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord our God. God is merciful. It's mind-blowingly merciful. For anything whatsoever you can think of, God is merciful. And so I have here... The first point is that you remember that all your sins were on the cross and God is merciful. And so, as God forgives us, also forgive yourself. Most of this condemnation is from us not forgiving ourselves. In fact, most of it it is. Because we're like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. And then you come to be praying your mind continuously, like, oh my God. And then it rings your mind. So, literally, the devil has taken your mind, literally, and comfy with his thoughts that you can't even think of purpose or anything whatsoever in the world because we are so focused on you know the condemnation god help us and so here i'm saying forgive yourself even if you sold somebody out it may not be selling like your brothers or yourself sold yourself maybe it's just you know sending a friend out or sending somebody out that made you feel so bad or sad that hits a particular string or hits a point of insecurity for you that thing you know that makes you feel so bad that makes you feel so sad that thing please forgive yourself about it stop wallowing in that pain stop going down the never-ending well because that well is never ending go you will continue to go and go 
Because the devil constantly people with thoughts and more thoughts and more thoughts. Forgive yourself. God loves you too much to waste your life. I know it is easier said than done, but I want you to genuinely forgive yourself. Whatever it is, come out of that well. You can still come out of the well. Next I have here is, God is so merciful. And you see, in these situations, there may not be an additional instruction to do after you ask for forgiveness. That may be all. Or God will say, you know what? Do this or do that. Maybe speak to, speak to the person or maybe, you know, talk to somebody. Go and get help. Perhaps, you know, it's really after you so much. Whatever it is, I implore you, no matter how uncomfortable it is, it is the right decision to make, to follow God's orders, follow his instructions. He's telling you the way to go, to get the healing. And so I'm saying here that there are many things God can ask us to do here. He can say, pray for the person. He can say, speak to the person. He can say, go and get help, ask for forgiveness. Whatever it is, please go ahead and do it. No matter how insignificant or huge or uncomfortable it may feel, please go ahead and do it. It's so important. Stretch yourself to do it. Therein lies your healing. And enter into rest. See, that rest, we need to strive. You are battling for the rest. Not that those pounds on you. No, no. You will strive to enter that rest. So which means you are capturing all those thoughts that are not of God. You are capturing all those condemning thoughts. Say, nope, not today, devil. You are doing continuously to enter into the rest God has promised you. Because guess what? God loves you so deeply. And he wants the best for you. Nobody's perfect. Because you see, God deals with our intentions in our hearts. A lot of times, we, we may intend evil for somebody, but it doesn't come to pass. In that case, so God is being merciful. You know, as the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Just imagine all those thoughts that we has had that are evil, right? Imagine it coming to pass. But God is still merciful with us because even though we have thought about it, it didn't make it come to pass in many cases. So, um, live your life for purpose. That's what I said here. And I said here that I'm thankful to Christ for mercy. Now that we have it, we are not going by the law anymore. We are going by grace and mercy. If any of us want to put the law, we all will stand against the law every single day. We will all be sinners continuously. But why are in self-condemnation when we have Christ and we have the grace that God gives us every single day? And mercy. Ooh, mercy is amazing. It's such a wonderful gift. It's such a wonderful gift. So thank you for listening to me today. I want to pray if anybody is feeling condemned. I just pray in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and gives you calmness, shows you immense love, shows you that He still loves you no matter what, shows you how merciful He is, and gives you the strength and grace to do what He's asking you to do. That you get your total healing, whatever it is, whether it's even going for therapy, whether it's going to the person, whether whatever it is, that you give the strength to actually obey him in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, amen. Thank you for listening to me today. I'll see you next week. God bless you. I love you. Bye. And remember, Jesus loves you too. Amen.